This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Bretton Cliff's Flea Circus. I am Cliff and hello to you. Hello. This week I'd like you to refer to us as Nightwolf. Nightwolf? Okay. Yes. I mean, I never refer to you by your name throughout the recording of the podcast at you all. You don't. So you don't, actually. You say it every week, but it comes mm-hmm. to nothing. It does come to nothing. I don't know why I persist. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Well, hopefully uh, the night wolf uh, name will stick. Okay, well, it's a good one. I quite like it. It's very Thanks. moody. Look at the sky behind me. That's moody, isn't it? It is moody, yes. It, it looks good. Yeah. Do you know what those clouds are called? Gloomy uh, or Nimbus? Yeah. Cunilla uh, kun- Nimbus. <laughs> Always back to the Cunilingus for you, isn't it? <laughs> Always. You're obsessed. <laughs> you'll, nice... you'll end up like Michael Douglas. Uh, well, one can only <laughs> if you're wish. not careful. <laughs> <laughs> one can only wish. <laughs> so, what you been up there? What you've been doing? Not a great deal of stuff. I have uh, just berated you for having a quiet microphone and changing your computer, and then I realised I've just had you turned down really low. So yeah. I think it might be all right in the end. Do you think that's what you do, like, all the time? You just turn us down low? That's why I'm always going, what? What? Eh? What? Eh? What did you say? What? That's what happens to that. Um, What have I been doing? Well, what I've just been doing is eating an incredibly spicy curry. (laughs) Like, (laughs) made me give us a headache and my nose run. (laughs) Very very spicy. Did it it give you the hiccups? uh, I don't think I've got hiccups. uh, No? Oh, actually, maybe I have. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> it was it was Sri Lankan curry. You had Sri Lankan food before. No, I don't think so. No, I, I mean, I don't think I've ever had I'm it. I'm gonna say it's at the risk of offending Sri Lankans or Indian uh-huh. people. I'm gonna say they're very similar, um, right? But just very very spicy. Normally the curries, and uh, I've been to Sri Lanka mm-hmm. twice, and it's great. And uh, yeah. here's something. This will give you a laugh. And it'll give you. I'm, I'm at this very moment with these words. I'm handing uh-huh. you a stick that you can use <laughs> to beat me with. All right, okay? then that sounds good. I like that. This curry 
the Sri Lankan curry was made uh-huh. by a lady who I pay to come in and cook food for us once every two weeks. Well, I, th- I think, you know, that's best just left alone, isn't it? Because <laughs> I would ask you if you would made the curry yourself being a keen food guy. And you like you like uh, getting your hands dirty in the kitchen. Don't I do. You? Yeah, I do. That's that's uh-huh. uh, I can't deny that, Brett. I can't deny <laughs> it. <laughs> but you paid some woman. To come in and do it for you. Every well, couple you know. of weeks, there's a lady who uh, she works. She's like a nanny or something for one of Pearl's little friends, and uh-huh. uh, apparently she's a great cook. So before Christmas, when we were really busy, she was like, "Oh, I could come in for a couple of hours and just I can cook whatever you want." She said, "Oh, oh well." Try cook some Sri Lankan food because I can't, I cannot make that. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, it's about 15 quid every couple of weeks. She comes in and cooks well, about take- fucking... The, honestly, the amount of food this lady can make in two hours is absolutely yeah. insane. I've got tubs and tubs and tubs that'll keep us going all week. So well, that's it's, good. it's worth the money and it saves me cooking yeah. for hours have, every night. <laughs> I'm not big on cooking, as, as you'll know from when I nearly burnt my hand off yes. making cheese on toast. Uh-huh. But I realised that I don't like hand- handling raw meat. Okay. What uh what occasions have you even tried it? Well, um I have handled raw chicken. Um in fact, yeah, it was it was chicken and I didn't like the texture of that. It was awful. But uh, the the wife um she had a injection um last week on Friday, mm-hmm. uh, a vaccine. Yeah. Um, and normally she makes homemade burgers on a Saturday. Okay. And, uh, That's she nice. was so ill that, that she wasn't able to make them. So I had to touch the raw mints and I didn't like it. Okay. It was awful. What was that? Just like a, a like something, a little treat for her? While you're like, yeah, pet, while you're lying there, I know you normally make the burgers, <laughs> but I've got just to make you feel a little better, bit better, just watch this while I touch the mints. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly what it was. Lisa, are I've you got a little hang on. To touch this mince. <laughs> you can roll this mince up. Yeah, it was a little bit like that. But yeah, I, I didn't like I didn't like that. It was, Did you make uh, the burgers or just touch the mince? No, I, I I decided against it. I couldn't do it in the end. I, I just had to, you know, say I can't touch this mince. I can't touch this <laughs> for mince. any longer. It's not because... for me. You would not just have to touch it. You would have to like mold it, put other things yeah. in it, I suppose. I would. I would have to do. Would that you have to you know, mix it? Would, were you planning on mixing it with a bit of raw egg and breadcrumbs, no, perhaps? I had, I had no plans to do that. <laughs> no plans whatsoever. <laughs> was was that what I was meant to do? I mean, do you put? Well, do you just make them? Just do you just cut the mince out into a fucking I circle? Didn't do and it. Cut it. Then cook I it. didn't do it. I don't cut mints. I don't touch mints. All I do is I arrive after the mints has been molded and cooked to my satisfaction. Okay. What's your preference? What's your mince preference? What do you mean? Uh, Like, uh, what type of mints is it? Beef mints. Is that what you mean? It wasn't because, (laughs) I mean, that is the best mints really, isn't it? Tell you what, take your... Take your turkey mince and get the fuck out of my sight. Go <laughs> on. Anything to do with that, Mr. Asda, hide it. Uh, can you? Yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine that you'd be able to mince various meats, wouldn't you? 
I think all the meats, you can mince. All the meats? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Steak mince? Yeah, that's Turkey still mince. beef, I think. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, what my question was, uh-huh. what form of mince do you prefer? I mean, in essence, these burgers, you're taking the mince and almost unmincing it by putting it back into the joint. You're joining it up. But um, yeah. if you're going to have somebody says, oh, I've got a lovely bit of beef mincing, what do you uh-huh. want us to make? I'm, in fact, I'm saying that to you. I've got a lovely bit of beef mince in, Brett. Nightwolf, uh-huh. sorry. What can yeah. I make you, night, Mr. Nightwolf? Can I have Can I have mince and dumplings, please? Mince on dumplings, did you say that? Mince and dumplings? <laughs> or as uh, my mum used to call it when we were younger, puddings in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> she did. <laughs> that's, what, that's what she calls things in Dublin. Why? Puddings in the corner. What, in, the cor- <laughs> what, in the corner of what? I, I guess it was in the corner of like the dish that you would cook it in. So that the uh, the dumplings would be in the corner and the, the mince would be in the middle. Puddings in the corner. It sounds like a Victorian school ground game. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> the, other, the other thing that my mom told us once, um, she told us that Savloy dips were called Savloy biscuits. And I once went into Dixon's and asked for a Savloy biscuit. And they just started laughing at us. <laughs> Why did she tell you that? I've got no idea. Well, it doesn't make any sense either. And, and we all that. know well, Savloys are best avoided. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll offer you. Do you want to tell everybody why they should be avoided? Because they cause like, immense sickness once you've had don't, alcohol. Not the, not the, <laughs> the, the drinking that you used to do. That didn't cause the, uh, the sickness. Sickness was made, it was brought on by the Savaloys. <laughs> so what used to happen was every Thursday when we used to go out, uh-huh. my mom used to leave with something to eat, didn't she? Before we went out and it was it was always Savaloy. It was always <laughs> a tray of Savaloy biscuits or sandwiches, yeah. as most people would call them. So then we'd eat them and go out and get absolutely tanked and you'd always be sick and blame it on the Savaloy. <laughs> I mean, I'm not budging from it. I maintain that it's the Savaloy's fault. <laughs> I don't think they're going to go just cause sickness. It's definitely the beer. Or, or maybe it's, what was them uh, pink drinks that we used to drink? Kangaroos. Uh, kangaroos, it was there. Might have been the kangaroos. Wasn't it? it wouldn't have been that. It was definitely the Savaloy, the Savaloy <laughs> sausage. <laughs> no way. Yeah. No um, way. The worst idea ever, ever made, uh, ever thought of, uh, uh-huh. was announced this week when was it? I think ITV said they were going to make a five-part drama about Boris Johnson and his handling of the coronavirus pandemic. Yes, that is a very <laughs> that, poor idea. That's, I can't understand Darren why Benedict anybody... Cumberbatch and <laughs> Boris Johnson. Who would it like be? Brexit one. Who would it be that played him? Who would it be? I've got no idea. Who could who could pull it off? Some fool. Who do you think? Timothy Spall. No, he's too old, isn't he? He could though. I mean, I like Timothy Spall. He's 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 a good actor. He he's hit, he'll be about sixty-five, wouldn't he? He is. He's getting on. What he's about? Uh, I think it might be Julian Rind Tut. <laughs> Julian Rind Tut. Yeah. Is that some uh, you know king or queen? That's Lived in Egypt. <laughs> no, he's a uh, he's a comedy actor who's in lots of things. You would know his face, but his name uh-huh. always amuses us. 
<laughs> They're not the Steve Coogan things and stuff like that, but uh, no, I've never, I've never heard it. I think he would play him. That's all George I'm saying. Dutt? George Dutt does it on the bass. Yeah, not yeah. That I know, Just but this is not a not slapstick, not a comedy, not a fucking satire, a, a drama. <laughs> about it. You don't need to dramatize it. It's happening now. You don't need to do it, and it's and it's awful. You just you don't and, need to make a plus, TV show about. It's not going to be accurate at all. They're not going to go. This is exactly what happened, right? This is this is. I mean, the, the writers will just be making it up. The, like the the conversations that happen behind closed doors will be like uh-huh. imagined. Uh, yeah, it'll be like that FIFA fellow with the <laughs> Timothy Rock. What, what's his name? Timothy. Chris. Chris. Chrissy Rock is that the woman of Benidorm? <laughs> <laughs> Who did she play? Blatter. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Seth Blatter. <laughs> she is uh, no, old, no, what's his old name, course scouse woman, but lives in Sunderland. Roth, who's in uh, Tim Roth. Tim Roth, that's it. What did I say? Timothy Roth. I thought you said Rock. I was no, I said Timothy Rock. I was being very, uh, very polite about his. <laughs> <laughs> Given his full first name, Timothy Rock. <laughs> yeah, I've not heard about that FIFA film that he's in where he plays Seth Blatter. No, I've never. Why would he play him? He's, Tim Tim Roth is a, a, uh-huh. a thin, handsome, like blonde man about thirty years younger than fat old it's, Seth Blatter. It's weird. It's about, it's about the creation of FIFA and stuff. It's about like younger days. Yeah, must be. Origin it, story. Absolutely <laughs> awful. Absolutely terrible, it's supposed yeah. to be. Somebody said to me, if I was fucking Mr. Warner Brothers or wherever, Mr. Orion Entertainment, uh-huh. somebody said, <laughs> got an idea for you. It's an origin story of Sepp Blatter. I'd go, yeah. nobody wants to see that. It's terrible. Terrible yeah. idea. Get out. Can I just say that you've you've uh, you've mentioned the best of the entertainments there with Ryan. <laughs> yeah, <I am. laughs> it was always a sign of quality on Nate's film when that came on at the uh-huh. start. Have you seen the documentary about them? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think well, I Electric Boogaloo it. or something like that. Because like they made yeah, that was... film, didn't they? I think it's called that. Yeah. It's it's, uh-huh. it's just it was great. either that or Canon. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, that's a terrible idea. At least you'll see breasts in those films. Oh, I thought you meant in the fucking Boris Johnson film. Just his. <laughs> and the <Zeppler> <laughs> Yeah, Johnson's breast as he strips off after yeah. a hard day lying to people about the coronavirus pandemic and, and not being bothered that he's uh, oversaw the deaths of fucking 100,000 people. Uh, um, anyway... Just to lighten the mood a bit after talk of all that uh, virus death, uh, Dan Ward's just sent us a really funny video that's doing the rounds on Twitter. Um, uh-huh. You know, obviously the Newcastle fans don't want Steve Bruce to be their manager. Because of course want, they do. They want a different the person. Jordy, man, manager. what's wrong with him? I mean, and Rafa Benitez on the market. Bring him back. Bring him home. <laughs> <laughs> Rafa um, Benitez. Anyway, did they get beat again off somebody else the other day? I mean, yeah, I think they got beat off Aston Villa. I think they got the tank off them. But <laughs> I mean, the thing is about what do you think about Newcastle? And I mean, they're not going to watch the games, other, but they're they're watching it at home, 
And I watched them against Villa, and they were absolutely all. They didn't, at least if they offered something, they, they tried to attack, do you know I what I mean? I, but they I, don't. I saw Bruce the other day give an interview, and I've, it's just waffle. It's total bluster. It's it like, it, and of course, I understand why they don't like it. They've played awful. And he's going, oh, well, St. Rafa only got us to 13th, and they all fucking loved him. Uh, like, I've yeah. done better than that. I mean, the other thing as well is that obviously you managed Sullen and Wakes at them, so they'll look, they'll be looking at it as well as well. He's not good enough for Sullen because on the Twitter I always see a picture of him. If, if some Newcastle fans having to go at him, a picture of him with his Sullen scarf around him. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> I think as well, like he keeps saying, "I've got enough about us. I've got a CV long enough. I've been in this game long enough. I've managed seven hundred games." He's been sacked by everyone. He's never won anything. <laughs> but the thing is, I, I, I mean, I, I get where they're coming from because you know, in a way, because you want to watch your team have a go, and then I, I totally get where they're coming from. Yeah. At the same time, some Newcastle fans are always going to be a bit funny, and I'm sure Newcastle yeah. fans think some Sunderland fans are are a bit funny. So there's yeah. this tweet, some Newcastle fan just tweeted the state of our fans or something like that. And somebody's videoed themselves with a cabbage and Bruce out written in Byron on it, thrown it at the doors of St. James's Park. Comes just, just over and over again. Picking it back up, throwing it. Picking it back up, throwing it like that. That's brilliant. <laughs> written in pen. <laughs> Just funny, <laughs> but I think it is disgraceful. I mean, the the funny thing about this was like the the if you look at all the stats and that, they're, they're like the shittest performed. They've had the least shots, yeah, least crosses, uh, least possession. Uh-huh. And he went, "Well, it's time for an end of all of that. I'm stopped trying to play like Rafa Benitez wanted them to play, and they're going to have to play like me, like I wanted it to happen." And they were yeah. worse. <laughs> the other thing that the other even thing worse. That <laughs> Which is quite funny. He, he said in a press conference, I'm not going to shy away from anything. And then he went, I won't take any more questions. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that story um, when he was Sunderland manager? Um, I think it was when he was Sunderland manager. And there was just, it was a full page picture of him like fat. And then a mock up of like, or like a stock picture of a dark, of a fridge opening in the dark. And it was basically just him talking about how he can't resist a midnight pork pie. Yeah. <laughs> so about, I oh, he keeps putting weight on because I, I just have, I get up and I just have to go to the fridge. What a pork <laughs> pie, two pork pies. I can't stop myself. <laughs> just uh-huh. So funny. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, you must have seen the interview where he says, Bacon, did you say? <laughs> and it's, he probably perks up. Probably <laughs> perks up. Did you say bacon? Bacon. <laughs> He's like going through the motions until he thinks he hears bacon. And there's a lad be, on Twitter that can't uh, be regarded as a genius for, uh, for <laughs> writing those books, surely. Well, the striker books and that. There's a lad on Twitter called Rich Oliver that I know a bit, and he's started getting a lot of uh, retweets and, and stuff because he's doing like fairly funny like videos where he's pretending to be Bruce. He's like got the camera mm-hmm. really close to him and I see that like Bruce, it's always him talking to the squad like after a game 
yeah. where they've obviously got beaten again. And he's he's like always like on the verge of tears, like trying to answer. <laughs> but they've, they've got to like shout that of and stuff. It's proper funny. <laughs> uh, Just to sum it up, I, I think that like all the all the teams in the northeast have have, have been badly treated by the owners and the the players. Who come in just for a payday and stuff like that? Middlesbrough, oh, yeah. Newcastle, well, in, in the it, same boat. It's so easy for players who don't give a fuck to get away mm-hmm. with it now. It is. When you it's... when you're playing for a team that or a club that's being mismanaged by the board yeah. or by the owners, with a succession of kind of below par managers, it's easy for the players to get away with being shit because. Obviously, the re- the deep-rooted problems are there. They're well above uh-huh. them. But it doesn't mean yeah. that they're not also shit. And you can, uh-huh. it's obvious. Like, if you can see it. A new manager comes in and you win a couple of games. All of a sudden, you can Aye. you can string well, some think, passes together. You, can, you know what I mean? It's, it's so obvious. It's because, it's because the, the fans are so passionate. So if ever they, they do win a game or play well or whatever, we'll, we'll back them and we'll... You know, Sunderland and our Newcastle fans do exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. We'll back them. And you know we we'll want them to do well, but they they take that as if they're like, well, that's all I need to do. Every now and then I'll pull some out of yeah. the bag or whatever, and it's just not good enough. What do you think about uh, a little bit more football? We'll move on. But Mr. Frankie yeah. Lampard uh, got the chop. He did. I mean, well, uh, Chelsea are just a stupid football club, aren't they? <laughs> but it's mad. <laughs> I saw the other day. Uh, willing to break the club record to sign Erling Haaland. Stop buying 20-year-old strikers. No matter how good they are, you don't need all of them. Like, yeah. you've, got, you've uh, got your best defenders, 36-year-old Thiago Silva. Like, <laughs> sort it out. Well, that's, I mean, I, I watched the FA Cup game on, over the weekend when they played, and I mean, they, they did okay. I mean, won the game. Do you know what I mean? What else is he supposed to do? I, don't, I think, like... idea. There's this idea that because of that Chelsea now, that you know, and they've got all this this money behind them, that they, they should win things, they should, they should be at the top of the league. But they're not the only ones that think that. You know, Arsenal. In fact, it's just every club in London well, this is, think that way. But like, this is what I say all the time whenever I'm talking about football, and you know, people have been sacked. Literally, like only one team can win the league. Like only one. Uh-huh. So does that mean nineteen other managers are going to get sacked every year, or, or are all failures? Because yeah, that's the problem. Like it's they're not. You know what I mean? Like, what's mm-hmm. the point of giving Frank Lampard that job if you're mm-hmm. going to sack him now? Of course he's not great. He he's had mm-hmm. one season where he didn't get Derby promoted. Like why yeah. would he, why would he suddenly turn a team that were third into being winners? He's not well, I, do I don't think it. I don't think it, it necessarily means that he's not a good manager. I think that you know all the things that he did with that. I'm um, that kept. I keep. just awful, isn't he? And he well, I mean, he, it's he stupid. That's it. stupid. Eighty million, the most expensive keeper in the world. Just because he's called keeper, he didn't. Just... But the problem is, is that they brought all these players in. It, it takes a little bit of time, doesn't it, for them to settle in? Yeah, I mean, look, play. I don't think Lampard. I don't particularly like Lampard. I don't think he's necessarily a bad manager, but he's not a very good manager yet because he hasn't been doing it for very long. He hasn't, got... he hasn't been given a chance, has he? Yeah, and, he, and if Chelsea want to hire him, you've got to give him the chance. You, you've uh-huh. got to. Otherwise, well, what's right. the point? Like, if yeah. you, But also, if you're not going to give Carlo Ancelotti and Antonio Conte the, the, the chance to do it, like, why mm-hmm. would you give this guy? Just because he it obviously doesn't matter that he played 400 games. And both the club and Frank Lampard's statements are just... 
empty words to each other. I mean, it means nothing. Lampard's yeah, I'm, like, I didn't read the statement. Well, Lampard's was like, I, I knew I was coming into the club in a difficult situation. Well, really? You were third. And I think you just won like the FA Cup or the League Cup the year before. Like, it's not the most, it's not the most difficult situation to take over a club in, is it? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I, there was a, like the transfer embargo, wasn't it? When he took over and he wasn't able to bring anybody in. I think that's well, probably, probably for the best because they were, they were better then. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, the the thing is, like you've said, there's so many good teams in that league. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the the team I like watching are the team that beat Newcastle over the weekend, Villa. Villa, Villa I mean, I, I have to hold my hands up. When they got promoted, I was like, well, these guys are going to go straight back down again. Uh, who really, the fuck's, who the fuck's Dean fun. Smith? Like, yeah. Who are He's any of the players? Manager. But they're, they're brilliant. They're, they're good. Oh. And, and the players they've bought, they're like a, a rare example of seeming to buy players that actually improve the team mm-hmm. and they're not just going, oh, this guy's 25 million. He scored 12 goals for Leon last year. Yeah. Like, you know, they're actually putting a bit of effort well, that, and research into the players they're signing and stuff that, like that. Exactly. They're doing the exact opposite thing that Sunderland and Newcastle do when they get to that level. I know, Instead of improving, because... you know... Which is what Aston Villa have done with the players that they've signed, Barkley and Triori and stuff like that. Sunderland and Newcastle just don't do that. They don't seem to move on and improve. They just stay the same. Well, or Sullen's Sullen's case tumble like a stone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was talking to one of the lads at work the other day, and he's he's a Rangers fan, so he's loving life at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. And I I said to him like, look. Basically, Plymouth Argyle Sutherland are playing at home to Plymouth Argyle tonight. Um, I'm not going to stay up and watch it at fucking midnight or whatever time it starts because yeah. I guarantee this team who are coming to Sutherland who haven't won away for more than a year will pick up <laughs> their first away win in 14 yeah. months tonight. It, it's, there's never been a more safe bet that that would happen. And it did. <laughs> there's not there's it? anything like that. Sutherland just can't, yeah. we just get beat. Lee Johnson, you, I mean, it's awful. I'm sick of him. Like, I, I, I'm not saying we should sack him. He might be good. He might be not. I'm not bothered. Like, obviously, I don't think he should be sacked. We've just got him. But mm-hmm. he's just like, his first interview was like, I hope I don't confuse the players with uh, the stuff I'm talking about. Like, get over, <laughs> your, get over yourself, Wait, man. What are you going to tell him? Score more goals. Quite, <laughs> quite in, no, he's, he's talking about, he's, he's very business-like in the way that yeah. he speaks all this jargon and Something about a, a chimp complex or something like that he was talking about in the week. I mean, I've got no idea. No, but about. He's, they've picked up eight points out of twenty-one. Like, yeah, why? Maybe be a bit more simple. A little bit about the, uh, or a little bit similar to Howard Wilkinson when he was the manager. Remember when he was talking about the monkey <laughs> on the people's backs and, and all that. of that. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone was like, "What's he talking about, man?" So, I mean, hopefully he's not like that, but. I can't, I can't remember the last time I'll, I'll listen to the games and I'll, I'll watch them as well when I can bring myself there but I can't remember the last time I celebrated with, with scoring I can't and that's all I mean fair play to Charlie White up front he scored a fair few goals this year but imagine if we had somebody good <laughs> thing is about Charlie White he's got the best hair transplant ever in history where has he come from? He's he's overtaken Antonio Conte in the hair transplant sticks. <laughs> Can you remember that Bulgarian keeper who had the wig? Uh, Bobby Mikhailov. Yeah, he was classy. I mean, that was just a wig, wasn't it? I mean, he's diving I mean, around. What if it comes off? That wig? 
must have been held on with something strong. Super glue. Must have anyway, been. Anyway, enough. That's a lot of football chat. Let's move on from football and talk about uh, sci-fi action films, something like that. No, no. Well, first of all, we've got these questions to do. Oh, you want to do that one. now? Okay. I uh, might as well <laughs> do that now. I think because uh, we'll talk about the film afterwards. Okay. So on, on the on the good old Twitter, um, I asked, you know, if anybody had a question to ask us, and we had various uh, people sort of send questions in. So here's the first one. The first one's from uh, Leon, who's the bass player in the Coronations, who were brilliant. Is this Leon um, Snotsky? Yep. Uh huh. Okay, and Leon, Leon wants to know. Leon wants to know what is the most bizarre program or film that you've watched on. TV and terrestrial TV. What oh, did he say? Film? I thought he just said TV. I think we've Either covered or. the most bizarre film when we did Society in the, well, I know. the third episode we've ever done. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that's what you'd say. I, I, I kind of guessed that. That's I think what that's you'd the most. Say. I didn't realize you said film. I thought you said TV. I've got an answer for the TV. Either or. Either or. Either or. So what's your what's your TV one? See if I, it's the same as mine. I think it might be. I think Jam is the weirdest TV show I've ever seen. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, that is. It's not the same answer that I have, but Jam is mental. I, I love the day to day, and I, I, you know, I love all that stuff, Chris Morris stuff, Brass Eye, and that. But I couldn't watch Jam. I remember I've got the DVD. I remember we tried to watch it loads of times, and a yeah, few bits we used it. to like, and then some bits we just, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever watched. Was it was it Kilroy pissing up against windows? Yeah, when, when Kilroy went mad, and he's like pissing on a like in a. <laughs> Shopping centre, pissing on like Rumbelow's window where the telly <laughs> showing Kilroy in the window. <laughs> it was just insane. And it was horrible. It was almost unwatchable, wasn't it? Well, it's all disorientating, was... isn't it? So it, it, uh-huh. it was on like Warp, so Apex Twin, like soundtrack and all of that kind uh, of stuff. So Which that's... is difficult to listen to anyway, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So I mean, it is, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I was thinking about what it might be because you've got kind of look, Twin Peaks is weird, you know. You could say Twin Peaks, but yeah. Well, see if you like my one then, because this is the weirdest thing I've I've ever seen on the telly. Can I remember um, where that mad German doctor was doing autopsies. Oh, you love that! You always talk that about was... him, the guy with the hat. <laughs> uh, the guy with the hat. That was the that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. He was like some. Bond villain or he something? Was, I, I guarantee he is not allowed to practice. <laughs> uh, no chance. Think, Why is a German guy doing it on British TV? Because he's not allowed to do it in Germany. He's, there's no <laughs> he's <way>. been banned. <laughs> he's been banned from Germany. That was the kind of thing that you'd expect to be on like live TV or something. I forgot about that, yeah. A live well, autopsy by a fucking Stetson-wearing German doctor. Yeah. Mentalist, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I he's blatantly a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, and maybe now we can uh, put this arm <laughs> on this this body. No, yeah. stop it! <laughs> yeah. Stop it's, splicing it's... the humans. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely doing that. The other one, the other one that I thought of was a a, a TV program called Chimera, which was insane about a, a, this kid who was also a monkey. Okay, so, check that one out. That. Yeah, that one's when that was one. that? Rings a bell, but I can't 90s, remember. It was a, a hideous television program, absolutely okay. awful. Okay. Um, next one we've got uh, from Neil Graham. Um, he yes. wants to know who's the worst bloke out of Brian May, 
Bono, Norman Price, or Philip Schofield? <laughs> now, I've got a question. Who yeah. was Norman Price? Who's Norman Price? Because <laughs> if, if, right, he's the guy out of Fireman Sam. Yeah, he's the, the naughty kid, kid out of Fireman Sam. <laughs> it's definitely him. <laughs> right. Am I right in thinking that in every episode he sets a fire? Yeah, he's just a pyro, <laughs> isn't he? A pyromaniac. Um, I mean, the the correct answer is Bono, obviously, because he's probably the worst bloke just out of any bloke. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Bono, but uh, do you like you I two? Do have one of those? I, I, yeah, uh, I, a couple of the songs I like, um, but I wouldn't sort of go out and listen to. Her. A YouTube album or anything like that, I wouldn't, you know. Well, I've never well, really like... given it albums a go, to be honest. Uh-huh. Um, I think the band a little bit like REM. Like I've, I've, I definitely like REM more, and I've tried to listen to albums by them more. But uh-huh. like a twenty-song best of of REM is probably fucking superb. I think I could probably yeah. get away with about eight to ten U two songs that I like. I think. Yeah, I like that so first I'm, one. What's that? I will follow. Was that the first song? Yeah, I think so. And there's another one called Gloria, which I like as well. But that's like the you know the earlier stuff. Yeah. So I, I don't mind disco tech. I know. I remember you buying that. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> mind that. Um. So what we got next? Um. We've got from New Reality Records. Right. They've sent us something. Uh-huh. Um. Would you pick John Steed, James Bond, or uh, Simon Templar? Now we don't we don't know any of those people apart from James Bond, really, do we? Um, to be honest, I, I mean, pick them for what? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, what, Would what you pick do? one? Would you pick one to come into your house and fume against your home? Honestly, I've got no interest in any of those characters at all. Yeah, like I don't. I don't think sorry, I sorry, New Reality Records. I would quite like to give you that question a bit more respect, but I don't like James Bond. I think he's a dick. Uh, Simon <laughs> Templer, I've never seen the Saint, and I think John Stead used to play for Sunderland and Blackburn, and he, he was shit. So I'm definitely not bothered awful, about yeah. him. Definitely not bothered about John Stead. Um, Val Kilmer played the the Saint guy in in, that, in film, though, didn't he? I think but, I've seen that, like the late nineties and stuff. But John, Have you seen Val Kilmer recently? Um, bizarre character, isn't he? Aye, he's not well though, is he? I mean, he's, he's a no, he shadow. Def- of... Definitely not. <laughs> he's a shadow of his former. Can't soul. talk though. He's got. He's like he's throat. Yeah, that's cancer, right. Some, he's throat. Yeah. Uh-huh. Aye, I, I saw like a, but a his theories. His, what? His theories are a bit out there, aren't they? I, I don't know about his theories, Chris. It's interesting. Mind Honestly, and about his theories. Um, he's just a very out there guy. Like he just creates art, and he creates art that are all these kind of stories of things that he's done in his career, or abstract versions of stuff. Uh-huh. And he's just got quite. He's just quite yeah. out there. He's not yet. He's. he's I used to like Falcon. Way, way to... away from a Hollywood star as he was once. He could get. He couldn't. Yeah. yeah. I've always liked oh, him as well. I um, mm-hmm. don't know what happened in his career that he just ended up with a couple of dodgy roles and then just disappeared, really, didn't he? Aye. I, I just don't think he was bothered, was he? Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> sound like it. Like, honestly, read a couple of interviews with him, which is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So, so uh, John, so John Steed is that the Avengers? Uh, that film is meant to be one of the worst films ever. I've never seen that. I've never, uh, I've never seen a second of the telly show. I've never seen that yeah. film. I've never mm-hmm. seen the Marvel Avengers. Uh, I've seen about three James Bonds, and I've not seen a minute of the Saint either, either the Val Kilmer or the TV version. So, not yeah, qualified yeah. to answer that. Well, we've commented on it quite a lot, considering we couldn't comment on it. Yeah. So sorry, can't answer you. Um, we've also got a couple of questions from uh, our mate Dan who was on the podcast before he Uh said what is your favourite novelty song favourite novelty song Um, easy this one I think because the first single I ever bought was a novelty song by um, wrestlers Randy Savage Bret Hart the Undertaker and somebody else who I can't remember, and it was called Slam Jam. I've never didn't even know this existed. Uh huh. It's uh, absolutely awful. Can you it's sing atrocious. a bit of it? I can't. I can't sing a bit of it because uh, I've got. I can't remember much about it. Try to find it and stuff. It'll probably be on YouTube. And... I mean, that that'll be a nice answer for Dan being a wrestling man. I'm genuinely uh-huh. not aware of that. Dan will have to try and search out Slam Jam. I'm sure it was like uh, Randy Savage. And I, is... I think it was done by Simon Cowell. Was it? I think so. He had something to do with it, I think, I'm sure. So, But yeah, that was atrocious. So that, that that's my favourite. What about you? Uh, mine Are you is... searching for Slam Jam, aren't you? No, I'm having a look at what, uh, what he said. Um... Who said? Well, she Dan said. asked him what his was. Oh, was it? He then? said, Donald wears your trousers, is his. It's a good one. Um, mine is the Monster Mash. Yeah, the Monster Mash is a good it's amazing, one. It's amazing, isn't it? It's great. Yeah. We, when we were uh, had an idea that would start a band, um, the first song that we wanted to, to cover was the Monster Mash. Yeah. The, great the... song. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. It's a perfect song. I, I genuinely love it. Um, it is good stuff. He's got a Christmas one, mm-hmm. which is remarkably similar, but just the words <laughs> <laughs> are about Christmas and not Halloween. Right. Um, uh, yeah, that's so. That was that one. And then um, our mate Sai, uh, he said, "What would you, if you were in a big fight and it was like in a film, yeah. what would your soundtrack music be to that big fight?" I am. Um... I think it. I think it would be um, what's new, Pussycat. I think that. Whoa, would, that would whoa, do whoa! <laughs> yeah. Get the crowd going. You know, they're always doing Sweet Caroline at these uh, big fights and that. Aren't they? I'm assuming I'm involved in a big fight. What are you talking about? Am I? <laughs> You've just asked us if what song would play if it had a, a big fight. I was involved. In. Well, what crowd? What, what do you mean? The crowd are going? The crowd? Uh, you, you don't watch boxing, do you? No, I'm talking about like you're in a film or something and you're, it's a fight scene. But I assume, oh, a fight scene. Uh-huh. I assume, that was my understanding of it. I assume that you were asking me about, or Sai was uh, asking us about me ring entrance music to a big fight. But uh, you've got crossed wires there. Well, Maybe have. you should explain yourself a little bit better. You're, oh, you know, you just said you're about to get into a fight. What song See? do you have as your soundtrack? See? 
That's but not it. a boxing match, just a fight, like an imaginary. You're getting into a tussle with somebody, a scuffle on the streets. What song so is in kick. your imaginary soundtrack? Yeah. I'm allowed to kick, am I? I'm allowed to scratch. You can kick. You can pull I'm hair scratch. like you usually do. <laughs> <laughs> I do not pull hair. We've never had a fight of Cliff. With each other? Yeah. We've had, no. we've had a falling out one somewhere. We did, yeah, but uh, yeah. no blows for exchange. No blows, no blows. You just run out of a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> I was always getting accused of taxi shenanigans. Yeah, but you used to. What you used to do was just escape, escape from the taxi. I think I've made up for it in later years. Yeah, you have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's yours then? Um. You know what? I couldn't. I couldn't think. Like, just obvious stuff comes to mind. Like, because I think I automatically think of like Martin Scorsese films and stuff like that. But you can't mm. have "Give Me Shelter" soundtrack in another fight scene. It's been done to death. Um, it has. So I don't know what would I have. You don't know. Fucking in the bushes but, by Oasis. I think I might have yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's a good one. But that's already been done as well. Is it? Snatch on it. Is it? Snatch? Uh, yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I've already <laughs> seen that once. I've only seen it You've once. only seen it once. I like Snatch. Maybe I'd have like, like a, a classical thing then, like, or is that Raging Bull? I'm probably just, I can't get yeah, away yeah, from it. Yeah, you're ripping off all the fight films, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you are. But good question anyway, Si. Mm-hmm. like that one. Mm-hmm. Maybe, that we, maybe people can tell us. We'll tweet out, see what people think. We'll ask some of these yeah. questions. And mm-hmm. feel free to send in any random question you want. As well, yes, maybe also. And if you want to ask us any personal questions, you can also ask them. <laughs> see what I've we've had enough with. of you asking personal questions about me bathing habits and that. I still didn't get you. I listened back to last week's podcast and you wriggled out yeah. of that one. You didn't get I the did, didn't end of it, did you? In fact, I don't Stop even think I ended up talk. asking the question. <laughs> I don't think you did. I didn't. <laughs> talc, talc powder based question. I don't even have talc, I'm not talc up. Well, my, the point was, I've returned to the talc, and I'm using it. What do you mean you've returned to it? You used to use it previously. As a child, me me mom would put a bit of talc on it when I got out of the shower or the bath. Would you? Just chuck it at you. I don't know how it was administered. <laughs> Just squeeze the bottle and it like puffs out. <laughs> <laughs> and then you walk through yeah. it <laughs> like, a, like a lady with posh perfume. <laughs> what what's it, what does it do for you? Does it make you? I tell you what, it does. It stops the balls from sweating quite so much. Oh, you and the balls, you and the balls. So you're using that now, are you, to put on your balls? I thought I mean, you used I'm not doing one. it right now, but uh... no, I know you're not doing it right now. But that's your that's your routine, shower routine. How do you make sure that you you walk into the with your balls? <laughs> That's going to be more difficult, isn't it? Just get somebody else to squeeze it. <laughs> did you ever have the chicken pox as a kid? Mm-hmm, yeah, I did. You remember being covered in Calmine lotion? Uh, what? What's the one that you drink though? That yeah, that's uh, 
Pepto Bismol or something. But there's like a white. <laughs> no, Dan will no, tell no, us no. we had like it's this white chalky stuff. Yeah, drink. Was... Nobody, nobody had that when one milk of magnesium. Ah, same man. Milk of magnesium. I threw it in his face in the uh, hallowed <laughs> Oasis trip. You did. Uh huh. Always get back in Nobby, don't we? I know. Well, we need to do that podcast. We need to do the podcast of that trip soon. Oh, with or without him, I've told you, we'll empty chair him if he doesn't come on. <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have to, but yeah. So yeah, I, I, I was never one of, of talc, but uh, I definitely had uh, calmine lotion. Well, honestly, if you like, if if you, you'll get it, you, you run around with your footy and stuff like that when you're training the kids. Not these days, I don't. <laughs> you can put the no talc away around. for now then. <laughs> I don't know. I've never, I've never put, uh, I've never put anything on me balls. Nothing. Yeah. I, I don't. I've mind. seen you put put a rubber glove on them before. <laughs> yeah, but that, yeah, that was. Look at me, others. Look at me, others. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Cow and chicken. <laughs> oh, disgusting! Um, right, what we talked about? We've been on for about fucking an hour. And we haven't uh, mentioned the thing that we're meant to be talking about. Um, yeah. Which, to be honest, I loved it. But I don't think I've got a lot to say about it. So maybe it's for the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. But yeah, we, uh, this is one of my... Ever since we started the, the podcast, I've been asking you to watch this, haven't I? Mm-hmm. And I've um, refused. Gonna, you've refused or you've, uh, you've claimed that you couldn't, you couldn't get it. Um, I watched so it gonna... a day after it was available to my eyes. Did you? Oh, well, that's good. I love this film. It's one of my favourites. Uh, we're going to talk about Dread from 2012, mm-hmm. um, which is a sci-fi action film. It's based on a comic um, from 2000 AD. Um, and I just love it. I remember the first time I watched it, I was blown away by it. It was, it was absolutely amazing. Um, I don't think many people went to pictures to see it, and that's why I haven't seen like sequels and things. But yeah, and also there must there must be something that. with the rights going on because it's, I mean, it's nine years later and it's only just available on Netflix and stuff like that. So there's obviously must be a yeah. reason why it's not being shown and stuff like that. I don't know, but anyway, I watched it for the first time the other day and I thought it was excellent. But just to go back to the comic 2000 AD, probably when we were growing up and we were teenagers, it was for people a few years older than us, I would say. Like, I remember reading it, uh-huh. but I was probably, by the time I could understand that, I was probably more into football and just reading, like, match and shoot and stuff yeah. rather than that. Um, well, I wasn't, I didn't have a lot of comics as a kid. The only things that I would get would, would be the things we talked about before, like uh, a dandy annual for Christmas or something. Yeah. I never had any any Marvel comics or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um but I did have these ones. I had a, a big sort of batch of them because me, me uncle gave us them when I was about 10 or 11, okay. something like that. So the, I, I knew who uh, Judge Dredd was and stuff like that. And it's, it, it, it's very gory, the comics, isn't it? It's like, like, yeah, it's, like it, it's a comic book, a bit adult, adult like definitely, yeah. or young, young adults. Like it's not, uh, yeah, or, or adults, obviously, but not, it's certainly mm-hmm. not a, like a, a young kid's comic book. Uh, mm-hmm. And it all—it was British, isn't it? Like I'm sure, or is it? Yeah, it is. It's British. 
Um, a bit like Roy but, the Rovers. It wasn't always just about Judge Dredd. Yeah. There was different comic strips within it. I remember... I think, the guy, I think the guy who created that actually did a bit of Roy the Rover stuff. A oh, guy called uh, John Wagner, yeah. Okay. And um, he created it. Um, and another guy, Carlos Esquirella, yeah, he did like that the art and stuff. Mm. But um, John Wagner as well did a, a graphic novel. It's a, a History of Violence, which is a Cronenberg film. As well. I love that film. It's great. Right, well, I, I, I knew that you liked that film, so... Thought I'd, uh, thought I'd mention that. I didn't know that was like... from a graphic novel. Um, yeah. Well, two of our listeners will be happy about that because my brother is a like, comic guy and loves graphic novels, and my dad loves Viggo Mortensen. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I like Viggo Mortensen. Um, as well. But I think 2018, there was one guy who uh, he went to my junior school. I don't know if he went to your uh, comprehensive school or he might have gone to Harton, but a guy called Gareth Briggs. Um, right, and he used to live up the road from Reedy, and mm-hmm. he, I wasn't like best mates or everything, but we used to hang out every now and then, and he loved it. Like he was the one guy yeah. I knew who used to have 2000 AD, so I'd read it every now and then, and I used uh-huh. to prefer. Um, and this is probably just me being. Oh, I don't like Judge Dredd. It's not as good as Strontium Dog, uh, which I think was like one of the other uh, strips within it. I don't know uh-huh. if you remember that, uh, but I always used to prefer yeah. that one. But uh-huh. well, then, I didn't. Then, I was always, I was always a big Dread fan. From the few comic books that I, that I did have, that my uncle gave us, it was it was the Judge Dread ones that I liked. I, and then I the next thing I remember is it was the Sylvester Stallone film, uh, Judge Dread. Well, that's that's one of the reasons why this this film didn't do very well. I think is because of that film. Um, so I, th- I think people had, you know, the idea that that was Judge Dredd, that Stallone film. That that's what it was all about. Have you seen it? <laughs> I've seen it. Yes, it's absolutely terrible, absolutely awful. Is it from like nineteen ninety five or something? Yeah, I mean, it, it, they've turned it into a comedy, and it's just, it's just. Is not it a comedy? comedy I can't I remember. I couldn't remember it being a comedy, but. Yeah, it is. It, it is a comedy, and it's it, it's really it's really poor. I think. Uh, it wasn't meant to be, but then when Stallone sort of got on board, he made loads of changes to it and stuff like that. It's just Stallone's just ego out of control in that film, I think. And I one of the things that the, the reason why people who, who like Judge Dredd don't like that is because he, he takes his helmet off and yeah. he never does he never yeah. does in the in the comics, which he doesn't in this film. Well he puts it on at the beginning, you don't see his face, but yeah. you see him put the helmet on and then he's that's yeah, he's him always, going to work. He's always like in shadow or, or or something. You never actually see his face. Yeah. In the comic. Bit like the Mandalorian, but you do see his face. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit like that. But I mean, it, it's like if Batman started running around, you know, doing you know solving crimes or whatever without his his outfit on, his his mask. It is a bit you know like I mean? uh, like when people talk about like the dark uh, bits of Batman. I think Judge Dredd has that kind of feel. What or what? Uh-huh. The bits of Batman that seem to be popular now, which is the the graphic novel kind of Year Zero kind uh-huh. of things. So I think Judge Dredd and this film has a bit of that feel about it. Um, yeah, I thought it was excellent. Like I genuinely didn't watch it when it came out, and you're right. I remember I, I'm not a huge fan of the comics, so I didn't know them enough. I saw the Sylvester Stallone one, which I remember being shit, but I can't remember anything about it. When this one mm-hmm. came out, it was a bit like whatever. Another yeah. action film. 
about Judge uh-huh. Dredd. Like, I'm not asked, but actually, if you take away those preconceptions about what the comic book might be or what that other film was and just watch it as a standalone action like sci-fi film it's brilliant mm-hmm. genuinely brilliant like i don't right. there's n- not many flaws in it i would say I, I don't think there's any flaws in it at all I, I think it's a complete throwback this film it's like a, a film that's been made for adults and you don't you don't generally see those type of things anymore you see them on on tv you know but you don't you don't see you know a film that's that's made for adults or all you know trying to get people in the cinema or whatever yeah so they dull down the violence and, and stuff like that and it's a very violent film yeah very but violent and very graphic yeah but sometimes the violence is like beautiful the way that I shot because the, the take in this film a, a drug called slow-mo mm-hmm. which slows down time it sort of slows it down to one percent it slows down the person who's taking this perception of time right so every, everything right, around yeah. them is going in real time but they feel yeah everything. they perceive it to, to be going slower um and when that happens whenever anybody's taking that drug you, you see it on the screen and it's it's almost it's like psychedelic yeah it's good it's uh, beautiful it's great it's really good i think that is the thing with this it's a very graphic violent film but it's a very stylized way of presenting it um yeah i don't think it's gory and i don't think it's like it doesn't make you like wince at any bits of it no, or, no. or a few bits of it anyway maybe you do mm-hmm. um but it just has this visual appeal that it adds it, it probably wouldn't be as successful a film without that if it didn't have that uh look and feel about it and it was just the story on its own uh yeah without those kind of effects uh, I don't think yeah. it would be as good. And I think you're right, it is a bit of a throwback. Again, a little bit like uh, a couple of things we talked about recently. It feels like a very kind of 70s movie, but done like now with modern kind Wait, of does, techniques and stuff. I mean, the, 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 what it reminded me of was Escape from New York, yeah. which, which is one of my favorite films. But also reminds us a bit of, of Robocop as well. Yeah. And the way, yeah, it was. It has I mean, that, it, those kind oh, of 80s things in, but I think also, was, like, reminds me a bit like Serpico or something like that. Ice Cream Man's here. What? Can you hear the Ice Cream Man? Oh, yeah, there he is. Um, <laughs> why is that still a thing? <laughs> I don't know. Is it? Is it I mean, allowed? for a fact, uh, anyway, it's fucking snowing, isn't it? And nobody's allowed no, out the no, house. No. So why is uh, Ice Cream Man around? <laughs> He's a, <laughs> What's the temperature in the South Shields now? <laughs> Must be like <laughs> zero. But the thing is about our ice cream man is he also deals in counterfeit cigarettes. Of course he does. And people rely on him. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I, I don't. I don't uh, smoke real cigarettes anymore. But uh, anyway, away from the ice cream man. Uh, <laughs> so it, it helps that like Alex Garland did this, uh, who like wrote it and produced it because he's like a massive Judge Dread fan. Yeah, um, and there's there's a lot of uh, there's Alex Garland, the guy who wrote the beach. Is that the same guy, right? Yeah, the beach ex machina and stuff yeah. as well. And then he's he directed uh, like ex ex machina and annihilation, yeah. which is annihilation. Uh-huh. The one that went straight to Netflix. That's right. Yeah. Uh huh. Which is I, a film that I love. I, I, I think really it's great. It is the first time I watched it. I was like, what's going on? And then I watched it the second time, and I was like, oh, this is I brilliant. think some of the effects and stuff are quite similar to this. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I think, and uh, 
is it Domhnall? Domhnall Gleeson? Is that how you pronounce it? Domhnall? Yeah, I think so. Um, he's in both the... Uh, he's in X-Mac This is, isn't he? Uh, he's good. I like him. Um, uh, so, yeah, I yeah. think Alex Garland adds that kind of visual layer to it, that kind of uh-huh. technology, like sheen, technological sheen to it. It's directed yeah. by a guy called Pete Travis. Um, yes. From Salford. But there's... There's some, there's some, there's some people who say that Alex Garland directed it, and one of those people who, who's come out and said that is uh, is Carl Urban, who plays uh, Judge Dredd. He's come yeah. out since and said, well, Alex Garland did it. So what did Pete Travers do? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? But that's that's what uh, Carl Urban's. Well, if you said. have a look at Pete Travers's like CV. Um, mm-hmm. Does stand out like this is very different to everything else that he's done. I don't know if you've seen the mm-hmm. uh, vantage point that came out a few years before this. I don't think I've seen that. It's pretty good, it's all right. It's like a president's getting shot at, at this thing, and then you see it from different people's perspectives, yes. perspectives of how it how it played out. It's all it's all right. It's got uh, uh-huh. Dennis Quaid in it. I like Dennis Quaid. Oh, I like Dennis Quaid, yeah. I like Enemy Mine. That's, that's his best like Great Balls of Fire. Great Balls of Fire, great. Um, so, yeah, uh, well, the name on the box is Pete Travis as a director, but it, it yeah. does feel very much like Alex Garland stuff, who is also involved. Um, what else is Carl Urban? You said is a star. Um, what do you yeah. think of Carl Urban? Uh, well, I think, he's, I think he's excellent in this film. Absolutely brilliant. He's, uh, he, he did. I mean, he can't really do much with a, a helmet covering most of his face. Just, he's just got a grumpy smile. He, yeah, I mean, he, he's great because I mean, Judge Dredd's just he, all he cares about. Judge Dredd is is upholding the law, doesn't he? That that's mm-hmm. that's all he cares about. Um, and I think he pulls it off really well. And if you ever see uh, Judge Dredd's face in the comics, he's he's always making that kind of yeah. He's got he's got that grimace like down perfect. Has eh? Uh-huh. You think if this was made again now, it would be Keanu Reeves who gets this role? <laughs> I don't think that they ever. I don't think they'd make it now. One, it didn't make you know its money back or what have you. Yeah. Because it's it's a violent film, um, and people don't like those type of things anymore. Although people who go to the cinema don't particularly like to watch those th- films because it's a cult film now. Yeah. And you know it's regarded as you know a really really good science fiction film mm-hmm. uh, that's certainly how i feel about it. I, I think that you know should be making a sequel a bit but it won't because obviously it's just about money and and yeah. that's something I, I couldn't care less about i just want to see a good film and and this definitely a good film like i mean uh, lena headley as well she's brilliant in it as the other villa yeah she's really good uh mm-hmm. obviously kind of i've never really watched it but she's game of thrones lady uh yeah Sir Sir C Bannister, is that the name? <laughs> Lannister. <laughs> I wasn't. I'm gonna get to... you. I'll get. I'll get you to watch the first episode of Game of Thrones. I've seen the first episode of Game of Thrones, and that's oh, yeah. what made us not watch any more of them. <laughs> oh well. Well, I've read all the books as well, and and stuff, so I'm a fan. But yeah, I, I like her. But she's brilliant in this film. She's uh, she's like a, a maniac sort of. She's a prostitute, isn't she? Originally, who's disfigured. Um, by someone and, and then bites off that penis. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Good on her. But then she's, what what eventually uh, happens is she's she's uh, she's sort of running this 
mega block. Um, yeah, so it's set in a like dystopian future. Surprise, surprise, yeah. and um, cities are, are kind of dystopian futures. <laughs> well, there's, there's there's never an alternative to that in any film that's ever made. It's never like a nice future. Is it? <laughs> it's not a uh, utopian future in any. I film. think that's probably because you know science fiction writers and stuff like that generally you know want to predict the future. <laughs> and that's probably where we're heading. Yeah. Um, so the, the city, they're called Mega Cities. Um, yeah. Uh, this is Mega City One, where Judge Dredd operates. One, yeah. And uh-huh. basically, the premise is that there's no arrest, go to court, see if you're guilty and all of that. The lawmen, the policemen are essentially lawmen and judges. So there's a, uh, a squad of judges who basically arrest you. Uh, and then instantly decide whether you should be going to jail mm-hmm. or killed or whatever. Uh, they do everything yeah. uh, there yeah. and then. Judge, and, Jury, and Judge Dredd, and executioner, aren't they? Yeah, and Judge Dredd is yeah. uh, a legendary one of mm-hmm. these guys. Um, and the cities are like basically cities now, but they're all like boarded up and everybody lives in these yeah. huge blocks and the yeah. block in question here is basically a slum, which is uh-huh. operated by Lena Headley's character Mama, uh, who op- who occupies the top few floors and basically is. Well, it. she occupies the top floor originally, and then she takes over the rest. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so what's happened is there's been a nuclear war, and um, the, only these mega cities sort of exist. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what's happened, um, and obviously what they're doing is is because you know there's an awful lot of people sort of crammed into the same space. They're, they're building sort of bigger tower blocks and bigger tower blocks all the time, but it's a very claustrophobic sort of place because there's so many sort of people living in these these sort of cities, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like you say, you know, the judges are the ones who who sort of try and keep crime down to a minimum, but they can only respond to certain and a certain number of uh, incidents at one particular time. Yeah. And uh, Judge Dredd on this particular occasion is taking out uh, another judge called Judge Anderson, who's a psychic. Um, yeah, and she's a new recruit. So this is a trial, a trial day. Um, yeah. And she's got it. Like, she's it's quite mute. hard to get the job. <laughs> it is quite hard. It is definitely quite hard. Um, but yeah, it's like a day in the life of Judge Dredd. I mean, you yeah. don't necessarily need to know the law of Judge Dredd or anything like that, you nope. know, or why, you know, the, the, the sort of, you, you know, if a nuclear war's happened or what have you, you don't need to know those things. It's just a day in a life yeah. of Judge Dredd. You see him on a, a day when, you, you know, the next day might be similarly awful. Yeah. Uh, the day before <laughs> might have been as bad. You kind of get the impression that this is just what happens every day. And this uh-huh. is like, as far as the first day on the job goes for Judge Anderson, who's played mm-hmm. by Olivia Thirlby, I think, um, who mm-hmm. I think is excellent in this. I think she's really, really good because she's kind of the point of humanity, isn't yeah. she? Uh, like, mm-hmm. Judge Dredd's very much a closed book. He's everything by he's everything by the book. He just he is the law book, and he doesn't yeah. hear from it. There's, he doesn't care, does he? No, he no, he doesn't care. Anything. He's not bothered about anything other than doing his job, and he won't veer yeah. from the very strict mm-hmm. rules that they have. Uh, he's got no kind of personality, really. Um, yeah. Mama's obviously fucked, like she's an awful character, but a product of uh, 
place and time where she's been. Yeah. And when so is Olivia Thirlby, uh, character Judy Anderson. She's this young uh, recruit who's also something awful has happened to her family along the way. And she's got this psychic ability, which means like when she when she touches someone, she sees like what's going on. Just I, I just think she can just read people without touching them. Oh, is it? Can, okay. Yeah. Um she's just psychic. Um and she she's obviously, you know, she goes out with Judge Dredd to try and Ooh. see whether she's she can be a judge, doesn't she? Yeah. And that's that's the whole idea. And of the it. thing is, like, really, she's too emotional and too nice to be a judge. Uh, yeah, or certainly by Judge Dredd standards, which just seems to be like there's no grey area with these guys, and she's uh-huh. obviously got a bit more compassion, and uh, her backstory means that she's not quite as black and white as yeah. Judge Dredd is and the other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what a first day on the job for her! It's an absolute nightmare. Uh, mm-hmm. It is because they called these... her a, 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 a place called Peach Trees, aren't they? Um, which is where uh, Mama sort of resides and where she, she's creating this drug called uh, Slow Mo, which we've talked about a little bit before, yeah. um, uh, which slows down time and stuff like that. Um, and they get locked in, don't they? In a brilliant kind of way. Uh, they kind of close off the rest of the world of Judge Dredd, don't they? Yeah. So that you, you're in this one place. Yeah. And I think that's, that's another brilliant thing, probably because they didn't have the money to sort of, you know, make this massive sci-fi world. Although when they are outside, it, it still looks amazing. It still yeah, looks yeah, absolutely does, yeah. brilliant. Uh, but it was just it, what it also does is just make the the story just so simple. It's just simple, a really simple story, and an easy, easy film to watch. Um, for me, it's the kind of film where, like, I, you know, I, I switch it off and that, and I think, oh, I really enjoyed that. I can't wait until I watch it again. Okay. That, that's what that's what I get from it. I just think it's really good. I think it's cleverly done. I think it looks brilliant. The the 3D bit, because it, it is a 3D film and it was only released in cinemas. You Which know, I think is another film. another reason why it probably didn't do really well because Yeah, well that's it. They didn't release it in two D. I don't <laughs> think they did much promo for it or anything like that. It's so mad. It's, like, I, it's mental. It's perfect like Roots of marketing a film badly or getting as few well, people as it. possible to watch it. Like, I wouldn't, that would be another reason why I wouldn't have seen it at the cinema. Yeah. Like, a 3D, I mean, been, 3D, yeah. read, like, I'm not asked. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've been to see 3D films. I think I went to watch The Wizard of Oz prequel in 3D. The James Franco one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the 3D effects were actually quite good in that. Um, but I wouldn't go out my way to watch a 3D film. I, I wouldn't I've seen a couple. Watching. I've seen a couple. I can't remember what you've seen. I'm going to say like a Spider-Man one, maybe. Yeah, it's uh-huh. fucking swinging towards the camera. Well, uh, I don't, I don't have a 3D TV or anything like that. Um, and you know, I've got it on Blu-ray, so I watch it on 2D. And and the effects, even though they're not in three, they almost look 3D. Yeah, you can kind of tell, like yeah. But again, it's probably a film that was using technology for 3d that it didn't need to i mean imagine how much money must have gone into that kind of stuff Uh like i mean it's a gimmick it was a gimmick at at the time wasn't it i mean Mm -hmm. the 3d sort of you know films have have come around and and they've always gone away again haven't they that's the thing with 3d it's it's never lasted has it it's always just been a fad and yeah obviously this film came out around about the time that that sort of fad was 
was happening. Yeah, so the it's a victim of, of it, film, really, man. because, I mean, obviously, I watched it in 2D, like, and I didn't realise it was released in 3D until today when I was doing a little bit more, like, research into it. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't know that. I just see... I, no, you don't need any film in 3D, really, do you? <laughs> no. I went to I see mean, a miserable Nick work? Cave documentary in 3D. Did you? Yeah. I mean, was, when yeah. I went, the only time it's ever worked for me, and I've, I've actually you know, thought that, you know, something is, I, I can almost reach out and touch it, was that Wizard of Oz one. Other times that I've seen 3D, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. Was the so what? What did you say? Which part? Well, you, the, the bit that you said it worked? I thought you said Voldemort? No, the Wizard of Oz one. Uh-huh. I told you. About. So that's the only time that it, it, it sort of seemed to work. I've, all the other times I've been to watch a 3D film, I don't know whether it's because the amount of money that the point rail will have you, and it's just, they're just you know putting 3D on it as a gimmick. Well, you can just tell somebody throws something and that's going to spin towards the screen and go back again or whatever. Like it's just, it was uh-huh. just like we'll put things in it that kind of justify it being 3D when it didn't need yeah. to be 3D, but they've decided it is. So then they have to add bits in that'll be relevant to it being 3D. Just all seemed like, yeah, just like a bit backwards way of, of making films, but obviously. Yeah. People must have thought it was the future. Did people buy 3D tellies? People must have spent yeah, thousands yeah. of pounds on 3D tellies. What was the point the of that? Well, 3D porn, surely. You wouldn't want any of, any of that business sticking out of the screen. In, in your <laughs> 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 I, I mean, I, I, I don't think, you know, I mean, I, I've just bought a, a TV, a 4K one. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go out and get a, a 3D uh, TV. The, the only reason I think I'll get a 3D TV is to watch this film, and that's not <laughs> good enough reason, is it? That's, there's not enough things in 3D to justify it. Is it? Well, yeah, yeah, because it's a fad, isn't it? Like, yeah, I, it was like, a fad, but people obviously bought it. Because I'm sure they started broadcasting football in 3D at one point. They did, um, yeah. Again, unnecessary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what are you going to gain from that? It's stupid. That, that is daft, isn't it? <laughs> It is. It is just silly. It is absolutely. Crazy. Anyway, they get called to this uh, tower block. They get locked in, and essentially they've got to make their way from the bottom to the top. Fucking classic. This is why I think it's a great like seventies kind of uh, thing. They got to make their way from uh-huh. the bottom to the top. To, it's like a computer game almost. Each level yeah. to get up there and then beat the body and stay alive uh-huh. while they do it. Um, yeah. In there's various different, uh, various different people to beat along the way. And challenges. Yeah, yeah, it is like that. I mean, Mom sort of goes on the tannoy and, and tells all the residents to get in into the homes and stuff like that. And all, all the, you know, the gang who live in the in this mega block have got to try and take out Judge Dredd and Judge Anderson. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's them trying to survive and trying to get to the top to eventually get Momo, um, which will not spoil the ending. Will we? But I like I love the ending. The ending's great. Yeah, it's, it's another, really good. It's another sort of way that Judge Dredd does, doesn't care because he doesn't know if, if it'll work what he does or not. He just yeah. does it. <laughs> he just tries it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's but, good. Uh, I, honestly, I think it's great. Carl uh, Heinz Urban is good in it. Um, 
since gone Carl on. Carl Heinz, where have you gone now? It's not really called that's that. That's his name, it? yeah. Carl Heinz, like Carl Heinz Riedler. Is it? Yeah. It's his full name. He's from I New Zealand. Australia. I don't know why he's called that. Um, but yeah, he's obviously gone on to be, well, he was Bones in Star Trek. That was kind of his yeah. bigger break. He's quite clean cut in that. And he's quite, but the difference I'll, between I'll Bones that. and his character yeah. and the boys is there uh, couldn't be more different. A lot of people don't like the new Star Trek films, but I, I, I quite like them. Me, you know, I really like the uh, first one. Yeah, I haven't seen the I second one. Apparently, the second one's crap. And I was going to watch the third one because it was filmed. Well, bits of it were filmed here. A couple of the guys mm-hmm. on my team like went to be extras in it in a couple of scenes that were in. Um, Brilliant! So I, keep, I fancy watching that. Extra. I'd love to be uh, a red shirt in in uh, Star. <laughs> yeah, it would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I watched the first one. I think Chris Pine's underrated as well. I think he's good. Yeah, I think he's really good. There was one one film I watched which I thought that he was in, which I thought this is going to be absolutely shit. And he was on it was something where he was on a boat or something. I can't remember what it's called, but I'll, I'll try and find out. But it was absolutely brilliant, and he was excellent in this film. Okay. What the hell was it called? I don't know that one. But I look at it. I think he's great. Helen Highwater is excellent in that. Um, Jeff Bridges is uh-huh. like a western kind of thing. That's superb. Um, yeah. And he's good in Horrible Bosses too. No, well, I, I won't watch those films. Good. Is Horrible Bosses the one where her friend takes her clothes off? Yeah. Right. So that that's the only reason you watched it, isn't it? No, it's because because <laughs> I like the three men in it. The th- <laughs> you lying guest. <laughs> <laughs> but if anybody hasn't seen this film, I, I definitely yeah. if you like sci-fi and stuff and. Not necessarily if you like comic book things, but like if you like eighties action, yeah. if you like stuff like that, definitely go out and watch it if you haven't, because it's well worth it. It's, yeah, uh, I totally agree. And brilliant. like I, Brett's been trying to get me to watch it for ages, and I I wasn't putting it off, but I also was thinking I watch it, but whatever. It's gonna uh, be crap. And it, it, honestly, it's just come on Netflix, I think. So I watched uh-huh. it, uh, and it's great. Like totally agree. Uh, we. Should, yeah, yeah, more people should have watched it at the time. It was probably a victim of its own botched bot marketing, I think. Well, than, lot, uh, I mean, obviously the three D thing hasn't helped, does it? But yeah, the marketing side of it and stuff like and that. And especially, you know, if it's meant to be directed by one guy and it was really finished by another guy or whatever, that never uh-huh. bodes well, uh, unless you're Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, that doesn't work <laughs> out. Oh, Poltergeist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that film, by the way, was called The Finest Hours. Okay. I mean, it sounds fine. Just... <laughs> it, it, well, it was really good. And I really enjoyed it, and he was he was really good in it. So okay, good. Well, that's good. Advise it. Are we on thing? to music? We have some music. We do have some music, don't we? Yeah. Um, let's see who we've got this week. We've got a, a band. Called if I can find the thing, Future Fires. Future Fires, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, are an indie band, indie stroke alternative band mm-hmm. from Birmingham. Yeah, um, and the song's called Halfway Down. Yeah, um, what did you think of this song? I'm sure I, that you enjoyed it. Yeah, I like it. It's a bit like louder and uh, rockier than some of the stuff we've had on recently, but that's not is, no, yeah. no bad thing. Um, no, no. so yeah. Blow away the cobwebs a little bit. 
not metal I wrote. Uh, with uh, <laughs> not, it's not metal out. <laughs> with future fires and halfway down. Um, as we say every week, you can find us on Twitter at F Circus Pod. Join in, send us your daft questions, ask us anything personal, and we might make up something up to tell you the answer. Um, you can find us on Facebook as well, and you can find us to listen to pretty much everywhere. And if you do that, share it, tell people like it, and all of that stuff. I will speak to you next week, Brett, when we'll talk about something else. And uh, yeah, this is Future Fires and Halfway Down. Goodbye, everyone.
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.